Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. you along my fellow americans sam bushman live on your radio hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips always happy to have you along my fellow americans this is indeed december 24th in the year of our lord 2021 christmas eve it is a freedom loving fantastic faith filled focus on christ friday welcome to the broadcast hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic this is our one of two and our goal always to tell the tale of liberty, to focus on the Savior Jesus Christ, to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property. That's who we are. That's what we do on your radio. We are live for Christmas Eve, ladies and gentlemen. The incredible music you hear in the background. Wow. Merry Christmas from Liberty Roundtable Live. Yes, we're live for Christmas Eve. Yeah, where Shepherd lately knelt. It's an American Heritage Schools a cappella choir. It was recorded November 15th, 2017, literally in the open court of the school there. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Amen, indeed. It was not recorded professionally at all, but it's gone viral. It's telling the tale of Christmas like nobody's business. You got to love it. Just good, honest, faith-filled students on a mission. The mission is to tell the story of Christ. That is our mission every day. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live and a Merry Christmas to all of you from us, the Liberty Roundtable team. And here to tell the story with me, first hour anyway, Mr. Chris Carlson. He's a citizen reporter. He's a, uh, now, because we put him on the radio, a newsmaker, co-host of Liberty Roundtable Live Friday morning's first hour, telling the tale of liberty to the best of his ability as well. Chris, welcome and Merry Christmas to you and your family, sir. 
Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas, sir. All right, we'll try to get Chris back one of these times here. In the meantime, we've got a lot of hard-hitting talk straight ahead on your radio, folks. I'll tell you what. We need to celebrate the birth of the Savior with purpose, ladies and gentlemen. We need to be serious on this first focus of Christmas. Have you done your shopping yet? Do you got it all done? Cameron, do you got all your shopping done yet? No? Oh, oh, he got it all done. He's already done. He's not only done, he's already opened his gifts. What's wrong with you? He's supposed to, that, that's supposed to be Christmas. He likes to cheat. What? What's the matter with you? This is Christmas. You don't cheat for crying out loud. By the way, Chris, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you, sir. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson, reporting for duty, sir. Hey, man, have you done your shopping, sir? Yes, sir. Sorry about the whole lapse. Uh, I've got it all done. I need to run out and get my Donald Trump. No action figure, though, now, Sam. Have you heard about this uh, toy? No adult action? Children? Wait a minute. I thought they were called action figures. Oh. <laughs> well, normally they are, but uh, this one doesn't do anything, Sam, so we have to call it a no action figure. You want to hear about it? Absolutely. So a, no uh, action figures. Those ought to be easy to create. All you got to do is not create them. Yep. And, and Donald Trump is the, the perfect person to make a no action figure on. So for this is for your favorite uh, sycophantic Trump supporter, Sam. It's guaranteed to uh, satisfy constituents who demand excuses rather than results. But because Donald Trump failed to balance trade with China, all of the Donald Trump no action figures are currently buried under a cargo container of melamine contaminated baby formula waiting to be unloaded off the coast of California. Hey, but that's okay. Don't. They're not doing the same. They are doing the same thing there that they would be doing under your Christmas tree or in the Oval Office. Nothing. Actually, that's not entirely true, Sam. In some cases, the Donald Trump no action figure gives you excuses for not upholding his oath of office to faithfully execute the laws of the land. For example, here's what Donald Trump no action figure says when you ask Mr. Trump whatever happened to lock her up. Remember that? Lock her up. Lock her up. So... Do you have that uh, sound bite? Lock no. her up. Lock, lock her, her up. up. Remember Hillary Clinton? That was all <laughs> talk. Um, let me make this up. clear. That was no action. That was no action. <laughs> From right. the no action figure. Uh-huh. All right. Um, let's do Trump loves and endorses Hillary, shall we? Trump loves Hillary. I thought he said lock her up, though. Yeah. Well, he changed his mind. He found love in his heart for Hillary, I guess. Cameron, buddy. Trump loves Hillary. Uh, Hillary Clinton, Endorses I think, is a Hillary. terrific woman. I mean, I'm a little biased because I've known her for years. I live in New York. She lives in New York. And I've known her and her husband for years, and I really like them both a lot. And I think she really works hard. And I think she, again, she's given an agenda that's not all of her. But uh, I think she really works hard, and I think she does a good job. And I like her. Do you think that uh, she says she's out at the end of this term? Do you think we're going to see her again running for office? I think so. I think, you know, assuming she's healthy, which I hope she will be, uh, I think she probably runs uh, after the next four years, I would imagine. You support her? 
I, I don't want to get into this because I'll get myself into trouble. But I That's just why like I asked her. you to see if we get in trouble. I just like her. I like her and I like her husband. Her husband made a speech on Monday at Mar-a-Lago and it was very well received. And he's, uh, he's a really good guy and she's a really good person and woman. Hillary wants to blame everyone else for amounting legal troubles. And I don't see if you've watched her last few speeches over the last few days. She has become totally unhinged. Iker, I love her and her husband. We both live in New York. We've been we've been friends for generations. I mean, this is incredible. Uh, but she's absolutely blaming everybody for her own legal troubles, and she's unhinged. Bottom line is lock her up turned into no action, Chris. That's right. And then let, let's go to another... Um, Thing that uh, the Donald Trump no action figure says if you ask it. So what if you say something like, um, um, hey, Trump, what are you going to do about George Soros, who is funding subversive organizations like Black Lives Matter and Antifa? Huh? What are you going to do well, about George Soros? They asked that very question on the campaign trail, and here's what Don's response was. Nope. George. Leave George alone. All right. Anyway, let's move along, ladies and gentlemen. So the bottom line is George Soros basically said, hey, you know what? Leave George alone. We're not interested in, in George. Just leave him alone. Just don't bug George. So George Soros and Donald are really good friends. In fact, George Soros in Chicago helped fund Donald Trump's hotels. So there you go, Chris. That's no right. action once to again. Leave him alone. 300. Yeah, leave him alone while you don't. Now oh, forget Soros. The media loves Obama. We got, he's got enough problems. She goes, what about Soros? Let's talk about somebody else. There you go. That's right. From, from the horse's mouth itself. So this is a perfect gift, Sam, for your favorite sycophantic Trump supporter. It's guaranteed to satisfied constituents who demand excuses rather than results. So get your Donald Trump no action figure today in time for Christmas. Oftentimes, though, when it comes to legislative agendas, you know, that we really want to accomplish things that the Republicans have promised to do forever. Abolishing the education department comes to mind. Getting rid of Obamacare comes to mind. Uh, getting rid of, you hear nothing but crickets, Chris. That's all you get right. out of these people. Well, don't ask them about the uh, federal. There you go. There's your crickets. Ask them about the Federal Reserve System, the corrupt Federal Reserve System that's rob robbing America blind and allowing them to create out-of-control inflation. They won't say a word about that. And you say, Sam, why do you guys start out this hard-hitting segment for Christmas Eve <laughs> right when you play this beautiful choir music? I'll tell you why. Because in 1913, ladies and gentlemen, right at Christmas, they passed the Federal Reserve Act. We've had 100-plus years now of dishonest money, fiat currency abuse, and now inflation rears its ugly head to the point where Americans are starting to melt down for Christmas. Sad but true. Quick pause. This is Christmas Eve, Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. 
Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Christmas to you from us, the Liberty Roundtable live team. You know, we were pretty hard on Trump there. And you say, why, Sam? Trump's a good guy. He's done a lot of good, folks. But he's also had a lot of promises, a lot of missteps. Lock up Hillary is one of them. He didn't even in good faith do anything to even investigate Hillary for her hard drive scandals, the deleting of information right on through to her nonprofit organizations raking in just boatloads, billions of dollars in cash. Uh, Etc. That's a serious problem indeed, folks, especially when the swamp then turned against him and literally took him out, literally took him out of office. And now we're complaining election fraud. Wow. Maybe if we would have locked up Hillary and crew, uh, honestly, maybe we wouldn't have had to worry about election fraud. Just saying. All right. Let's move on to a bunch of positive Christmas news and real solutions for the country. There's an incredible, incredible um, story told by Glenn Rawson, all right, and it's called The Christmas Gift of Freedom, a very patriotic gift. Here's Glenn. We'll talk about it. Thank you for joining us. This is Glenn Rawson. It's Christmas time. I want to begin with a question, if you don't mind. Does God care about human freedom? Can a man be saved in bondage? Now, these are important questions. By way of an answer, I have an unusual Christmas story I would like to share with you. It's December 
1776. The tattered remnants of George Washington's Continental Army are camped in the open on the banks of the Delaware River, where once they had been some 20,000 in number, bold and strong. Now, they are less than 6,000. Where once they had soundly defeated the British at Lexington and Concord, now, they are a decimated band running for their lives across the frozen New Jersey landscape with the British in hot, humiliating pursuit. And now here they are, huddled around fires to keep from freezing. Their rations are reduced to starvation subsistence, even living on tree bark. Their inadequate clothing is nothing more than filthy rags hanging on emaciated bodies. They are dejected and defeated, as beaten psychologically as they are physically. And yet, for all of us, on this ragtag group of men hangs all the hopes of the American Revolution. This is the army. They are all that stand between America and avowed British tyranny. Consider, if you will, General Washington. At this time, he is about as burdened a man as ever lived. Many are calling for his resignation, even within the Continental Congress. Officers within his own command are openly murmuring against him and positioning to replace him. Desertion within the ranks of his army are rampant and daily. And here he stands on the banks of the Delaware with an army seemingly too weak to fight, feeling the weight and carrying the blame of the American plight. Meanwhile, across the river in Trenton, safe and warm are the Hessian mercenaries left by General Howe to hold Washington's pitiful army at bay. He could have finished them at any time, but it is widely known that on December 31st, the enlistments of Washington's army will expire. The men will go home. The British see no need to attack and finish him off. Cold, starvation, desertion, it will finish the fight for them. All the British and the Germans need do is sit and watch while the American Revolution collapses upon itself. And the dream, that arrogant dream of American freedom dies with it. I don't need to tell you this is a monumental historical moment. At one of the lowest points, Thomas Paine comes into camp talking and mingling with the soldiers. He is deeply moved by their plight and sits down and according to some, pens a pamphlet called The American Crisis on the Head of a Drum. These are some of those words he wrote at that critical time. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. <laughs>
tis dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods, and it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated." End of quote. These words cause a storm through America. To the credit of the man and the power of heaven that moved him, Washington was inspired by these words and by the powers of heaven. He did not lie down in defeat. He rose from his knees, gathered his ragged and beaten army, and in the face of a terrible howling blizzard, crossed the Delaware on Christmas night, 1776. Several thousand men, cannon, and horses were ferried across the ice-choked black waters of the Delaware. From there, Washington marched his men nine miles to Trenton, leaving bloody footprints in the snow as he went, in weather literally so cold that men froze to death the moment they sat down. At dawn, Washington does the impossible with the incapable. He attacks Trenton and the unsuspecting Hessians and captures the men and the city and loses not a single man in the battle. Inspired by that timely victory, the faltering fight for American freedom regains its momentum. Men re-enlist, volunteers come, allies join, and the battle for freedom goes on to victory. Washington, over the next few days, captures Princeton and sufficient supplies to carry his men through the winter safely quartered at Morristown. But all, think about that moment when it would have been so easy to give up the fight and quit. Thank God for that man. Thank God for those men. Little did they know how much their sacrifice would change the course of human history and change our lives. I tell you, with all of my soul, the cause of freedom is the cause of Christ. His birth signaled the opening of the prison doors. No man can be saved in bondage, political or spiritual. We must be free in heart and in person. Praise be to God for an oft-forgotten Christmas gift given by humble men and women at great cost. Thanks be to God and Merry Christmas. And a huge Merry Christmas to you from us, the Liberty Roundtable Live team. The poignant question is asked, does God care about human freedom? The answer, without a doubt, yes, he does. The Christmas gift of freedom by Glenn Ross. And it's available, by the way, if you want to share it with your loved ones at lovingliberty.net. Okay, that's our nationally syndicated radio network. You can get the live and on-demand phone apps for your Android and your iPhone. Apps are free. But you can go there, and there's a link that you can share with your loved ones and point people to that website. They can listen to that. It's a great Christmas gift understanding the sacrifice 
the blood, the sweat, the tears, the all that the founding fathers put into our sacred cause uh, of liberty. Does God care about human freedom? A resounding yes, he does, ladies and gentlemen. Serious, serious, serious business. When we come back, I've got more to add to this story about the founding fathers. Because when they crossed the Delaware, I'm going to tell you how that all happened. It's one of my favorite stories that I tell as I speak across the country. I'll do that quick. we got a whole lot to talk about with Chris Carlson in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Kim Potter guilty verdicts for the ex-Minnesota cop who killed Dante Wright during a traffic stop earlier this year ends the case. Kim Potter said she mistook her handgun for a taser as Mr. Wright fought with the officers in an attempt to flee an unrelated warrant arrest. Minnesota Attorney General Democrat Keith Ellison with a message for police. We don't want you to be discouraged. And when a member of your profession is held accountable, it does not diminish you. In fact, it shows. It shows the whole world that those of you who enforce the law are also willing to live by it. United Airlines has canceled 165 flights scheduled for today, about 8% of its planned schedule, and about 28 flights that were slated for Saturday. For more information on all flights around the world, visit flightaware.com. Merry Christmas to you and your family from our family. We are USA Radio News. You're in charge of hiring and Indeed has solutions, like online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. Indeed will also give you the sticky frog, which will suddenly leap and stick to the face of the perfect hire. Okay, there's no sticky frog. But skills tests, that's a for sure. See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Visit Indeed.com slash promo today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, a potential sign of flu or COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Most economists will tell you, when inflation smashes your economy like we're seeing today, quit spending new money. President Biden's massive social spending bill didn't get that memo. President Biden says he's confident his Build Back Better agenda will be signed into law, despite bipartisan opposition to his $2 trillion social spending package. This comes after Congress passed a roughly trillion-dollar bipartisan infrastructure bill. Louisiana Republican Congressman Steve Scalise joins Fox Business and says the president has been spending too much cash. No bill should be a trillion dollars or more. Uh, that's one of the reasons that you have this massive uh, crises of inflation, supply chain, uh, everything down the line. The president and his Democratic colleagues say the package will help the economic recovery with support for things like child care and green jobs. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Merry Christmas from USA Radio News.
gentlemen, Merry Christmas. We are live on Christmas Eve. We talked about the incredible Glenn Rawson story, the gift of freedom for Christmas. And we asked the poignant question, does God care about freedom? Yes, he does. You know, Glenn Rawson talked about crossing the Delaware. And that really reminds me the uh, backstory or part of that story that Glenn did not have time to get to really has to do with this group you probably know nothing about that the founding fathers um, were involved with was called the Marblehead Regiment. Uh, in Marblehead, Massachusetts, there was a bunch of fishermen uh, that you know went up on the seas and they made their living fishing. Coincidentally, the fishermen are the saviors. And the savior called fishermen, did he not? So there's a, a correlation there. But I, I bring this up because these men under General Glover, John Glover is his name, uh, and General John Glover led his men. They crossed rivers many times and literally saved George Washington's army. And George Washington got the name of kind of the great retreater. Why would this general, this great warrior, always retreat, retreat, retreat? Because he had no choice but to see another day. But anyway, in most of these retreats and then this eventually uh, assault on Trenton was literally led by the Marblehead Regiment. They had no way to get across these rivers. Literally huge chunks of ice, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, General John Glover was a, just a hardened seafaring man. And, and these men were just rock solid. And they'd use these huge poles to push their boats away from huge chunks of ice. That if the chunks of ice were to hit the boats, it would literally sink them. Freezing cold water. So cold, they say, that if you sit down, you die kind of stuff. But these men literally ferried the soldiers out of harm's way over and over and over in retreats. And then on the offensive on Trenton, General John Glover and the Marblehead Regiment literally made that possible. We hear about, oh, they they went on the assault, they hiked for a long time, and then they made the assault in the morning. But you don't hear about crossing the river in the middle of the night with virtually no lights in storms. You don't hear about this incredible Marblehead Regiment that really made the revolution possible. No one even knows General John Glover's name or the Marble Regi Marblehead Regiment. No one knows who they are. They're the unsung heroes of the American Revolution. What we need in our day, Chris, is unsung heroes, people who don't look for credit, but people who nevertheless save our nation from destruction, sir. Yeah, in the document that Thomas Paine uh, penned at that time, that very critical time, I will add, was called The Crisis. It was later uh, renamed Common Sense in history. But, um, yeah, it was a pivotal time. And I would agree with Glenn Ross in his final statement where he said the cause of freedom is the cause of Christ. Now, we read the Bible. There's really nothing definitive in the Bible that says you have to have political freedom in order to have um, spiritual salvation. I will admit that. You've you got to really kind of read between the lines. But that was a critical time, and if you think well, about the, it, Well, the way you read between the lines really quick, though, is if you, you can only be saved as fast as you gain knowledge. And if you don't have the right. Bible and you can't gain the knowledge of Christ to know where to look for salvation, you can never gain salvation because if you first learn to look towards salvation, then you get the knowledge, which is, you know what, you've got to have faith under repentance, repentance unto baptism. Okay, and these things can't happen without knowledge. Bible delivers the knowledge. Liberty allows us to read the Bible and have that kind of knowledge. Without it, the dictators just dictate to us uh, what we understand. 
And so it's all about this knowledge idea. And you can't be saved any faster than you gain knowledge about where to turn and what to do to follow Christ, to become his disciple. What am I to do? Many asked the Savior because they wanted knowledge. And in that knowledge becomes eventually salvation if you turn to Christ so that his sacrifice can make it possible for you to be saved. Uh, anyway, I digress, except I want to be very clear. The Bible doesn't teach it in direct wording, but the Bible teaches it in principle, no doubt. No doubt. So, yeah. So I, and then I will read an excerpt that I think is very poignant to that point that you made uh, that Tom and Thomas Paine wrote in the crisis. He said, heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods and it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. And that inspired those 6,000 men that uh, remained under George Washington's command. That, that inspired them to think that their cause was important enough to sacrifice whatever it took, their comfort, their lives, uh, whatever it took. You know, and I, and I write, Sam, what if Thomas Paine had chosen not to pin those words at that critical time? This was a critical time in not only the history of this country, Sam, but in the history of this world. Think of how different this world would be without the United States of America. If doubt and disillusionment had ruled the day and George Washington had not led his men on to Trenton, where he won that pivotal victory over the Hessian mercenaries and then another victory over Princeton, the course of the war would probably have taken an irreversible turn. Uh, and as Glenn Rawson said, and I'll repeat what he said, little did they know how much their sacrifice changed the course of history. And uh, I, I, with Glenn Rawson, would reiterate the very important and very essential fact that, yes, I think political freedom is important for religious freedom. Because if you're not uh, allowed to practice your religion according to the dictates of your conscience, um, then I don't believe that you are in a position where you can gain that knowledge. And without knowledge, as you said, Sam, we cannot be saved. We, we need that freedom to obtain that knowledge. And we still have that freedom. We have that freedom today, Sam. We, a lot of it has been eroded, I will admit. You know, I'm not going to put on my rose-colored glasses and suggest that, you know, we're, we're doing great. You know, we don't need to worry about our leaders. Eventually, they'll be changed out and, you know, we'll be restored to constitutional principles. No. We are at a very pivotal situation, just as our founding fathers were in that winter of 1776. And we knew, do need to take it very seriously. Let me uh, read what I wrote in connection with what I just said there. And although we still have it better than most people in this world, Sam, we are frighteningly close to seeing what happens when this whole unsustainable fiat money-based interconnected global system begins to collapse under the weight of debt-fueled inflation. Then we will understand what Thomas Paine meant when he said, and this is a quote, "'Tis dearness only that gives everything its value." And that was in the document, uh, The Crisis. Then will we hold dear the heritage that our founding fathers bequeathed to us through blood, sweat, and tears, and frozen bodies, but only after it is gone and too late to bring it back, except again through blood, sweat, and tears, and frozen bodies. I hope we don't get to that point, Sam. Then we will wish that we had employed the peaceful means that we still have now at our disposal today. And I'm a peace-loving man. I don't want to go to war against anybody who's trying to take away our freedoms. And the war is a cold war still. We can still do it peacefully. We can still do it within the governmental structures that we've been given under the Constitution. But we have to act fast. We can't be complacent. We can't uh, delay. 
because those means are quickly uh, becoming, uh, to getting to the point where we will no longer have peaceful means whereby we can redress our grievances, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, let us celebrate the birth of the Savior, Jesus Christ, with purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, the Christmas gift of freedom is sacred. God does care about human freedom. God does care about you and your life. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not giving up, I know a lot of people are kind of giving up and the Sunshine Patriots are bailing from liberty. It's getting too rough. You know, they're ready to call us terrorists, anybody who wants to, you know, stand up and say, "Uh uh-uh, we don't want you teaching this to our children, that kind of a thing. But if you're not giving up, ladies and gentlemen, you need to stand in the huge gap and do both carnal and spiritual battle to preserve the sacred cause of liberty. This is not something to uh, joke about or to play games with. Thomas Paine was rather poignant in his words. And the good part is, you know what? The founding fathers and others had the time, made the time, and took the time to read those words and let them sink deep into the fleshy tablets of their hearts. That's what we need to do at this juncture, uh, Chris, is we need to really understand the message of Glenn Rawson, the message of Thomas Paine, the message of the Founding Fathers, which is, you know what? Liberty is sacred. And uh, you've got to have liberty. You've got to be free to worship God. Back in the Bible in Daniel's time, for instance, hey, they said you can't pray. And Daniel said, are you kidding me? I'm going to pray. And I will pray. And we know what happened in that wonderful biblical account. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's important to understand we must preserve religious freedom. For if we lose religious freedom, we lose all freedom. That's really the bottom line. This battle between Jesus Christ and Satan is clear. It began in the war in heaven. Go look at your Bible. And it continues on here today. Quick pause. Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson will come back. We're going to finish talking a little bit about Thomas Paine. We're also going to talk about the fact that the birth of Christ and the birth of America are linked Without a doubt, in fact, our good buddy Chuck Baldwin, well-known pastor, speaker, and more, author, uh, documents this reality big time. We'll talk about it on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies, in particular, 
are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Right, ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas. Have you got your Donald Trump no action figure yet? Yeah, it's for your favorite Trump supporter. It's guaranteed to satisfy those who want excuses rather than results. It's available now. Uh, where can you get that thing, Chris? Well, you'll have to swim out uh, about a couple miles uh, off the California coast, and it's buried under a melamine-infected uh cargo container of baby formula just saying from Chi- oh. all this is from china by the way because donald trump failed to balance our trade with china during his four-year presidency just saying yeah and america by the way couldn't make a no action figure you know we don't have the parts we don't have the raw materials we don't have the la- labor costs are through the roof regulations it kind of reminds you of the joke what if noah tried to build the ark today He'd be in tears, <laughs> struggling with his governments and regulations and just trying to do the Lord's work and going, man, Lord. The joke is he's just kind of like Tevye looking up to heaven going, Lord, why me? I can't get this done in this hostile environment. You know, and it's kind of like that. So I'm sorry, the action figures, well, well, they're on delay, but you can go ahead and donate to Liberty Roundtable Live and we will not get you an action figure because it's no action, right? So you, you just donate, well, and we'll take no action. Yeah, that that's exactly what you'd get anyway, right? But as far as uh, the, the ark is concerned, it would have to be about 50 times bigger because instead of just male and female, you'd have to have 52 genders in addition to male and female. Stop! <laughs> By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump reveals his stripes. I'm just going to make this clear. It's impossible for Donald Trump to be ignorant of the COVID conspiracy. You know that, right? I just want to say that as he doubles down and quadruples down and defends um, unproven, unsafe, ineffective, experimental vaccinations. He's not really for the mandate of forcing, but he certainly, you know, doubles, triples down in defense of it, which is very scary as well. So we just thought we'd bring that to your attention. But Thomas Paine really laid out, ladies and gentlemen, the reality for us. If you're not giving up, we need you to stand in the huge gap as Thomas Paine did in his day. Chris? Yeah, and I think he distributed something like 500,000 copies, and it was imperative, Sam, and this is important, that that information get out to as many of the soldiers as possible and the citizens because the citizens were providing um, food and clothing and shelter to the soldiers. So they, they cranked out the copies of that pamphlet, and, and I, that did uh, increase the morale of the soldiers and gave them a sense of purpose. And it was lines like this. And I'll read from the the pamphlet. 
The harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph, Thomas Paine says. So then I add, so the question then becomes, Sam, how glorious a triumph would you like to achieve? Or, if you do not wish to accrue glory unto yourself, I would then ask, how much glory would you like to glorify the name of your God with? Because I will guarantee you that God is not the author of bondage. There is another God who we call the God of this world who is the author of bondage. And he will give you that bondage in exchange for a free bowl of pottage. We just have to sell our divine birthright to get that free bowl of pottage. I for one I say to you, interested. never, ladies and gentlemen. Never. I, will, I would rather risk my life, and that's what these men did, and they were more than willing to do so. We may or may not have to put our lives on the line, Sam. I don't know. I'm not going to say either way, but we should be prepared to if necessary. So let me continue here. Therefore, I will, like our founding fathers, fight for freedom so that there is no mistaking on what side of God's liability asset column I am on. Remember Uncle Ted? He always wants to be in the asset column, right? So as far as my relationship with God, I want to make sure that I am in that asset column because that, that's where God wants me to be. Our founding fathers were Christian in the sense that they showed their faith by their works. Remember, a lot of people try to call them deists. I think that's just a way to, uh, to discredit them or to dissuade us from believing they, they were Christians. And let me tell you what kind of Christians they were. They were Christians in the sense that they showed their faith by their works. James 2.18. Let me read that from the Bible, Sam. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Shew me thy faith without thy works, and I will shew thee my faith by my works. And that's exactly what our founding fathers were. They put their lives on the line. They put their honors, their sacred fortunes, and they went to work fighting for a cause that they knew in their hearts was sent from heaven. And that's freedom. Faith is the principle of action. Uh, and we will all... Okay, let me read this. This is another James 2.20 scripture. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? And we will be dead spiritually, Sam, if our faith is without works. As we have discussed before, God does not expect us to do what we are incapable of doing. But we should do something. And I'm going to read a quote real quick from Edward Everett Hales. And we quoted this uh, a couple of weeks ago. He says, and this is a quote that Ezra Taft Benson, the former Secretary of Agriculture, was fond of, um, of quoting. He, Everett, Edward Hales said, I am only one, but I am one. I can't do everything, but I can do something. What I can do, that I ought to do, and what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I shall do. And one more statement, and we'll move on, Sam. My fear is that I will one day stand before the judgment bar of God and be compelled to confess that I could have done so much more than I did that, to me, is the definition of hell, and I do not want to be in that position. Ladies and gentlemen, this so, idea of, you know what, I'm only one. And I want you to understand the power of one. And, you know, there's a lot of anecdotes we could use uh, about that. I was one that listened to talk radio back in the day. Now we've been on the radio 25 years. One becomes two, then the few, then the many. Right. That's how a real change begins with one. But I want to really focus on since it is Christmas Eve. And we are focusing on the Savior, Jesus Christ. He was one. No doubt different than the rest of us. I'm not suggesting that he's. Uh, you know, just an average man like we are. I say he's the literal son of God. 
So no doubt a powerful one. But what I'm saying is from one comes the great birth of the Savior Jesus Christ and then the atonement and his resurrection. And because the power of one was resurrected, he asks us one by one to follow him. And as we do so, ladies and gentlemen, as we turn to the author of our liberty, the giver of life, if you will, remember the most important part of liberty is the protection of life. Liberty and the pursuit of happiness, some call property. Okay, This is the power of one. One who made the resurrection possible. And then one, you, me, and our individual agency to follow him. There's two incredible important principles here, agency and love. Chris? Yep, agency and love. So this is in reference to some comments that Chuck Baldwin um, wrote and that you sent to me. And he quotes John Quincy Adams. And I, I'll, I'll start with the quote from John Quincy Adams. This was in about eight, uh, 1837. And, of course, John Quincy Adams was the son of John Adams. And a lot of people at, at that time felt that he was even more brilliant than his father, John. And uh, he made some very powerful and poignant statements. And this is one of them. And this was during a celebration of the 4th of July or Independence Day. He said, why is it that next to the birthday of the Savior of the world, your most joyous and most venerated festival returns on this day? And, of course, that was Independence Day. Is it not that in the chain of human events, the birthday of the nation is indissolubly linked with the birthday of the Savior? My comment, Sam, this phenomenon can only be understood if you understand the two most significant attributes of God, love and agency. The atonement of Jesus Christ was the greatest act of love ever exhibited by God. The establishment of the United States of America is the greatest disbursement of human agency ever exhibited by God since the atonement of Jesus Christ. So we've got those two things, love and agency. Without them, uh, without these two gifts, uh, God's children would not be able to achieve exaltation. Okay, and that's life with God. Remove one or the other, and God's great plan for our happiness could not be implemented, Sam. It is natural that the, th the three most important holidays in, American, in America are Christmas, Easter, and Independence Day. I added Easter to that list that uh, John Quincy Adams gave. By holding these three holiday celebrations sacred, we help to establish a culture where the two most indispensable elements of man's happiness, the atonement and agency, are memorialized. Now you know why these holidays, as well as Columbus Day and Thanksgiving, are demonized by the tares of society and associated with white and now Christian privilege. If the devil and his minions ever succeed in abolishing these sacred holidays, they will have come a long way toward the destruction of what made this country great, Sam. We must never underestimate the value of holiday celebrations in maintaining our culture and, by extension, our greatness as a country. Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Baldwin writes this incredible column, The Birth of Christ and the Birth of America are Linked. And when you think about that in relation to the Christmas gift of freedom by Glenn Rawson, and when you ask the humble question, does God care about human freedom? Then you understand your duty, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not giving up, 
then you need to stand in the huge gap. You need to do both physical, carnal, and spiritual battle. Okay, I'm not trying to uh, say we need to go to war. What I'm trying to say is Ezra Dabenton, the Secretary of Agriculture, under Eisenhower, said this. If you lose too much freedom, only blood will bring it back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to stand up now while it's peaceful to where we don't have to have blood to bring back our freedoms because I want to prevent losing them uh, in the first place. And that's what we do all year long, but especially when it comes to celebrating the author of our liberty, Christmas, Christ's birthday. And to me, Easter is really important because that's really when he was really born. We know he was born in April if you study history. But I'll take any day to celebrate Christ, Chris. I'll take every day to celebrate Christ, Sam. (laughs) I love Jesus Christ. He's the author of my salvation. And you know what? I'm going to glorify his name, just like Thomas Paine wrote in his pamphlet. I'm going to glorify his name by fighting for the cause that he would want me to fight for, and that is freedom. And I, like you said, I would like to do so peacefully. You know, I don't, I don't want to get in a, in a physical battle. But that window of opportunity is closing rapidly, so we need to act. We need to be active. We need to talk to our friends, our families, our neighbors, anybody who will listen to us, and just let them know what the consequences will be if we don't act. And now is the time. Ladies and gentlemen, agency and love are the two great keys to advocate for and to preserve as we fight for the sacred cause of liberty and turn to Christ, our Savior, and the author of our liberty. Final word to you, Chris. Yes, sir. Without God, we can never win. Sam, with God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in that fight and be found in the asset column like Uncle Ted says. Woohoo! Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. God bless you and your family. Wish your family a Merry Christmas from us. Thank you so much, sir. We'll talk soon. There he goes, doing a phenomenal job, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman declaring to you now, we believe in Christ, and this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America, and Merry Christmas. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. along my fellow Americans 
Sam Bushman live on your radio. Wow, it's the broadcast for December the 24th in the year of our Lord 2021. Christmas Eve, ladies and gentlemen, one of the most wonderful times of the year. And you say, Sam, how do you mix hard-hitting politics with Christmas? The answer is I don't believe in politics, ladies and gentlemen. I believe all issues we discuss on your radio, they're moral issues, ladies and gentlemen. It's not an, an, an issue of left and right and right and, uh, you know, what right means. Is that far right? Is that alt-right? Is that just right or whatever and extremes? And it's not about those discussions, ladies and gentlemen. It's not even about who's right and who's wrong. It's about what's right, not who's right. See, I believe these issues that we discussed today are spiritual. Spiritual indeed, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Yesterday, for example, we talked to a guy by the name of Adam Hines, and we talked about his podcast. And we talked about how Adam is passionate about leadership, religion, conflict management, equality. And liberty. I mean, I believe in all those things, folks. We talked about vaccines in the armed forces and how Matt Staver is standing up for those who are being abused by your Pentagon, by your Department of Defense, by your government. Religious exemptions to vaccines should be allowed. Members of the media are being told lies. They're being told COVID shots are safe, even though they know that military members are being harmed by the thousands. Military literally admits that shots are causing injuries, okay? That battle is going on. And you say, Sam, well, you got an opinion on that battle. Yes, I do. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? My opinion on the battle is not really the debate here. They say college students say Christian, uh, Christmas promotes Christian privilege. See, to me, that's a divide tactic. We talked to Brian Rust, for example. And he spends his time getting bread from the bread store and taking it to the needy on Christmas. He's not looking for credit. We all do secret acts of service. Right? That's what you have. All right? But you know what? While we're preaching to get along, to work together, there's a video of a Swedish company, and they've got now COVID passport microchips. Implant that in your hand going viral to prove you've got the Cocovax. You know what? Your COVID may affect your fertility by reducing men's sperm counts, new study finds, right? The study showed that higher amounts of COVID-19 antibodies, listen, in a patient's blood serum correlated to lower sperm counts, Right? This is serious. The higher your antibodies to the COVID, the more reduced your sperm function, says USA Today. Now, we told you, back in the day we told you, folks, that this matters. That, you know what, the vaccine may be messing with whether you're fertile or not, fertility, ability to have children. And they mocked us and laughed at us. But now if the increased antibodies, according to this study that's been peer-reviewed now, that says that it reduces an inter 
uh, interrupts the function of the sperm cells, then I would say to you this. If the vaccine increases antibodies, doesn't the same thing happen? See, they've lied to you again and got caught. Now, you can say, Sam, they have their opinion, you have your opinion. Can't you leave it alone? No, I can't, and here's why. Now, Anthony Fauci, the top doctor supposedly in the United States, uh, in my opinion, is really dividing the nation like nobody's business. Fauci warns Americans not to invite unvaccinated relatives. I kid you not, this is what he's doing. Fauci urging Americans to disinvite. Disinvite the unvaccinated from Christmas. What do you think about that, ladies and gentlemen? Disinviting your unvaccinated relatives because you disagree with them on vaccine. Can't we set that discussion aside? I'm going to ask you, is it Christian to disinvite your relatives or to uninvite them or to not invite them to Christmas because you disagree with them on vaccines? What is the top doctor recommending? Do you think that's good for America? Do you think that's Christian? Well, what do you say, Cameron? Is that a Christian thing to do to just disinvite the unvaxxed? To me, see, that's just not Christian, folks. You know, I, you're supposed to feed the hungry. You're supposed to clothe the naked. You're supposed to meet together off to fast and to pray and to strengthen one another. You're, you're your brother's keeper. Um, love the Lord thy God as first and love thy neighbor as thyself as second. Or do you say, unless he's not vaxxed, then follow Fauci, not Christ. Have you lost your mind, Americans? And I hate to be so bold and so, you know, I know this seems divisive, folks. I don't mean it to be divisive. I'm just telling you, we can't have that. People need to politely push back on this Dr. Fauci. Now, others are literally, you know, going after Fauci hard. I get their reasoning and their frustration. But look, we don't want any harm to come to Fauci either. So there's been some comments made by a Fox commentator that are being... I believe taken out of context, but nevertheless, um, not good. We need to realize Fauci is a son of God as well. We are all sons and daughters of God Almighty, right? Whereas children, his offspring, as the Bible puts it. Uh, but we need to treat each other kindly, with respect, even if you completely disagree with them. I completely disagree with Fauci. I think his comments aren't Christian at all. In fact, I think they're abhorrent. To literally say, if somebody is not vaxxed, if grandma's not vaxxed, for whatever reason, hey, disinvite her. Don't invite her in the first place. But if you have, you can go back on that now. Disinvite her if she's unvaccinated. See, this isn't Christian, folks. This is really bad advice from this doctor. Shame on him. And shame on the divisionary tactics of the Biden administration with Fauci. Look, they said when they... When uh, when uh, Biden got in office, his whole goal: look, let's unite, let's work together, let's we're going to get rid of these divisions that Trump has created. I see the divisions much worse now. I mean, we're literally saying to people at Christmas, disinvite your relatives if they're not vaccinated. Well, I don't know how you find out if they're vaccinated or not. Do you ask them? 
Hey, are you vaccinated, Cameron? Are you vaccinated, Sam? And then what do we say? Do we tell the truth and say, no, we're not? And then we know you're going to disinvite us to Christmas over it? Or do we lie and say, yes, we're vaccinated? Or do we say, well, I have immunity? Because I'm not vaccinated, ladies and gentlemen, but I do have natural immunity. Okay? I have natural immunity. And there's studies out now saying if you have natural immunity, you could be protected from COVID for life. That's really a new study. If you've had COVID, you're likely protected for life. Think about that. That's Joseph Mercola saying this and others. That you know what? If you've had COVID, you may be protected for life. It's an incredible uh, article in the Epic Times. If you've had COVID, you're likely protected for life. Joseph Mercola with this piece. But I bring this up because it doesn't say if you're vaccinated, you're probably protected for life. In fact, they're admitting that, you know what? They're admitting that the antibodies wear off. But they wear off quicker for the vaccinated than they do the natural immune people. So if you really want to get technical, I mean, if you want to play the divide card, Dr. Fauci, we ought to uninvite all the vaccinated. Because they're at greater risk. But I say to you, let's hold the higher ground, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to disinvite anyone from Christmas. I think we should not only invite our family and our relatives, but I think we ought to love our neighbor as ourselves and consider inviting them too. Let's make sure everyone has a place to go for Christmas. So while the good doctor's telling you to disinvite people and dividing, I'm saying, what if we do our best to look around us and make sure everyone has a place to go for Christmas. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. For decades, leftist, liberal, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Ammon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho. Because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. 
First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3. Founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission. Morallaw.org. Sam Bushman. So I just want to be very clear. Dr. Fauci warns Americans not to invite unvaccinated relatives to your celebrations. Fauci urging to disinvite the unvaccinated from Christmas. So if you haven't invited them, don't. If you have, disinvite them. Ladies and gentlemen, I stand in clear clarion contrast to Fauci look around you please look around you let's do our very best to love the Lord our God and trust in him and love our neighbor as ourselves look around you and let's make sure I'm going to say it again. Let's make sure that everyone has a place to go for Christmas. That would be my advice in contrast to the good doctor. He would tell you that I'm irresponsible. He would tell you that I don't have a degree. He would tell you that, man, what I'm preaching is just unsafe. I submit to you, my fellow Americans, there is always safety in God's commandments. I'm going to say that again. There is always safety in keeping God's commandments. And he said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength. And the second is like unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. And he didn't say, well, unless they haven't taken the cocoa shot. He didn't say anything like that. So I'm not here to argue with Fauci. I'm not here to attack Fauci. I am here, though, ladies and gentlemen, to politely disagree with him. All right, when he's warning you to not invite unvaccinated people or to disinvite them to your celebrations, I am saying, look around you. Let's make sure that everyone has a place to go for Christmas. Love thy neighbor as thyself, ladies and gentlemen. That would be my advice. As irresponsible as the mainstream would like you to believe that is, 
I think there's safety and comfort and strength in Almighty God. And I trust God more than I trust Fauci. By the way, the new study is out. Dr. Mercola briefs us on it. Dr. Joseph Mercola. If you've had COVID, you're likely protected for life. Yeah, if you've had COVID-19, even a mild case, major congratulations to you because you've more than likely got long-term immunity. That's according to a team of researchers, ladies and gentlemen, from Washington University School of Medicine. That's right. Washington University School of Medicine. In fact, you're likely to be immune for life, as is the case with recovery from many infectious agents, ladies and gentlemen. Now, they say once you've had the disease and recovered, you're immune most likely for life. That's a critical thing, isn't it? Now, I know there's studies all over the map, right? I know that every time you turn around, there's a new study released that says something different. How do you know where to turn? How do you know what to trust? Well, you can feel as you do about the studies, about the vaccinations, about masks, about this whole thing. There's so many ways that people pick sides here. But I'm begging you to love your neighbor as thyself. Be kind. Respect other people's agency. Have love for them. And just say, you know what? I might disagree with you, but I respect your right to think and believe as you choose. Uh, And you know what? We can agree to disagree agreeably. We can be kind. We can be civil. Uh, Merry Christmas. And you know what? Make sure that everyone has a place to go. I know I I sound like a broken record on this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The reason that I do uh, repeat myself from time to time is I really want to make sure that nobody misses where I stand. Nobody misses what I'm advocating for. Fauci's got a gazillion times more coverage when he says something than I do. Uh, Sad but true, right? But I hope that my message, I I had a friend uh, who, uh, his name was Roger Fredenberg. He he used to be in radio a long time and everything else. Um, I don't know what he's doing now, but he's a great guy, just a great guy. And he used to have this publication called The Mouse That Roared. It was kind of a, a point that even though he might be tiny, even though he might be, uh, you know, compared to other people, he really had something to say that mattered. And I hope that people consider my comments to be that way. Not that I want credit for them, but I want people to understand these principles. You will never go wrong by loving the Lord your God first and caring for your neighbor, loving your neighbor as yourself second. You will not go wrong with that, folks. I'm telling you right now. And we hear the story where the grandma texts her grandson and says, hey, come to Thanksgiving. And he texts back because he sees that she's white and he's black. And he's like, you know, you ain't my grandma. (laughs) Uh, That's for sure. But can I still come for Thanksgiving? And she writes back and says, absolutely, come on. And he goes to her house and they develop this incredible friendship. And they've been enjoying Thanksgiving for years together. Ladies and gentlemen, we can be our brother's keeper. And that doesn't mean brother isn't man. It means Brothers, sisters, we're all the children of God. And when we love thy neighbor as thyself, you know what? You want them to respect your views on vaccinations, right? 
whatever they may be. You want them to respect your views on masks, right? So if you want to wear a mask, by all means. If you don't want to wear a mask, by all means. If you want to get vaccinated, by all means. If you don't, by all means. And let's respect one another, but let's not let it ruin Christmas. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, that even the Germans and the Americans, we hear stories about World War II, Christmas time, whatever, they set down their weapons. And they had a night of peace. And on one side of the line, Christmas singing broke out. First quietly and then, well, it was timid at first and then more and more. And then the other side joined in. We've got these two factions in a war setting aside, laying down their weapons. Why? Because someone used their agency and chose to sing carols to their God. And then others used their agency to do the same. And you know what was felt at that time? For a little, little teeny smidgen, a little teeny piece of time, it wasn't war, hatred, anger, fear, mistrust. It wasn't all those things. Those things are driven from Satan himself. They felt from their choice to sing the hymns, the carols to Christ, to worship by song. They felt love. They felt comfort. They experienced peace in their hearts. And no one betrayed the singing on both sides. They didn't shoot you while you were singing. They laid down their weapons for a moment. And the world was a greater place for it, ladies and gentlemen. So I beg you to jettison the counsel of Fauci and embrace the counsel of Christ, which is coming to me, you heavy laden. You heavy laden. I will give you rest. I will give you peace. We can turn to Christ and receive peace, even in this difficult time where there's so many things at odds, so many things that can bring about discouragement, so many things that can disappoint, so many things that can divide so many things i can go on but ladies and gentlemen this is a time to to rise above all that it's a time to love the lord thy god and to love thy neighbor as thyself the two great commandments to which the whole law hangeth right everything depends on loving god and loving those around you using your agency choose love i beg you to make the right choice. I am live and my name is Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. And a man through miracles who is still alive, he beat the COVID and now has natural immunity. His name is Dr. Scott Bradley. He'll be with us in seconds celebrating Christmas. Thank Almighty God. Exposing corruption, informing citizens. Pursuing Liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A 14-year-old who was in a North Hollywood, California department store dressing room with her mother was killed Thursday when a police officer outside fired at a man suspected in a violent attack. One of the shots went through a wall entering a dressing room where the girl was killed. Los Angeles Police Chief Michelle Moore said they will release critical video of the incident by Monday, December 27th, 
As the Biden administration was caught flat-footed without enough COVID-19 test kits when Omicron hit our shores, the president promised the American people he would have 500 million test kits ready by next month. But the contract for the orders have yet to be signed. We have no concern about the contract being finalized. Uh, We're just working to finalize the contracts. We just announced this two days ago. Major airlines have been forced to cancel Christmas flights nationwide as COVID-19 is playing a role. To check on the status of any flight around the world, go to flightaware.com. Merry Christmas from our family to yours. We are USA Radio News. Here's a great thing to consider doing right now before the end of the year. Call MediShare and find out just how much you would save by switching to MediShare, the affordable alternative to health insurance. When you call, you'll get some good news and probably be very happily surprised, too. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. It's so worth it to at least find out. And you'll see why more than 400,000 people are already members. MediShare is a Christian community that shared more than $4 billion in each other's health care costs. It really is remarkable, and they're very easy to talk to. And here's the thing. If you join before the end of the year, they'll waive your new member fee. That's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second. The call, and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 31st, so call now. You'll save even more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. As the crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border continues, border guru Vice President Kamala Harris has offered no leadership this week. The surge of illegal immigrants entering the United States isn't unique to the Southwest, as the U.S. Coast Guard is reporting a 1,600% increase in apprehensions at the Florida shores since the 2020 fiscal year. Florida AG Ashley Moody explains what her state is doing in response. We are dedicating millions to deal with the effects of this disastrous immigration policy. We're trying to determine how we can control those that are coming into our state. Most illegal immigrants coming by boat to Florida are coming from Cuba, Haiti, and the Dominican Republic. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Lots of football Christmas weekend. Two NFL games are scheduled for Christmas Day and a full slate on Sunday. Merry Christmas from our family to yours. USA Radio News. family from our family ladies and gentlemen we are live on christmas eve this is the one and only liberty roundtable live dr fauci don't invite the unvaccinated to christmas if you've invited them disinvite them what a divide tactic of destruction and dishonesty ladies and gentlemen i submit to you love the lord thy god with all thy heart might mind and strength and love thy neighbor as thyself ladies and gentlemen i want you to please look around Let's make sure that everyone has a place to go for Christmas. And on that note, we believe in miracles. Dr. Scott Bradley is celebrating this Christmas with his family. Welcome, sir. Well, thank you very much. And uh, yes, indeed, we are at home with our family, and uh, we 
plan to commemorate the Savior's birth with other visits, with other family members. And and so, yeah, your advice and counsel, I think, is sound. It is very interesting to me that notwithstanding the, the uh, I don't know what to call it, the misinformation, I'll be kind, that's been spread for the last nearly two years by Dr. Fauci and, and others of his ilk that have caused the National Institute of Health, the World Health Organization, the Centers for Disease Control, and, and the FDA, all to lose total credibility in my mind based upon the lack of science for everything they've said. It's very, very interesting to me that, in fact, last night I was reading a study that said in Oregon, it's over 600, I don't remember the number exactly, it was maybe 619 or something, people that were, quote-unquote, fully vaxxed have died. And, in fact, notwithstanding the information that they're purveying in regards to those that are in the hospitals, there are uh, contradicting reports, let's put it that way, out there from credible sources that say the vast majority of the people that are currently in the hospital for this um, bioweapon are, uh, are fully vaxxed. It's, uh, it's interesting to me that, that the narrative is spun any way they want. It's not just a narrative. It is a, an agenda. It has been from the beginning of the, the whole issue. And um, many that are in very senior political positions are basically doubling down on this. And the idea that you're supposed to throw everybody out of your house, I think there's, there's evidence also that needs to be examined by everyone that if you have received a vaccine, you may be a carrier yourself. So I, I think it's people need to hear the whisperings of the Spirit, take those whisperings and abide in them. I don't think you need to listen to the Holy Ghost and then go talk to your doctor. I don't think the doctor has near the credibility the Holy Ghost has. So, uh, you know, it's just bizarre to me how, how they double down on everything in spite of what is readily available for anyone that has a willingness to go do a little research to discover that their, their, uh, their agenda is really unraveling on them. So, I don't know, uh, we're probably going to be commemorating Christmas, like I say, with extended family. We're going to be commemorating it with some people that don't have a place to go. Um, and I, I do know that my, one of my daughters that will be visiting with her has invited people like that to her home. And I think that's, that's a very Christian, loving thing to do and, and in light of the fact that uh, there has been a lot of, uh, oh, a lot of people nowadays that have been isolated, suicides are astronomically higher, um, substance abuse is higher, spouse abuse, child abuse, you know, there's domestic abuse problems, uh, economic despair has settled in. I mean, my goodness, uh, oh, ain't it awful, we're all going to die. That's basically the message the powers that be are, are celebrating, and uh, I think it's time to celebrate the hope of the Savior and his uh, immaculate and perfect and uh, complete resolution of any challenges that we have, and we need to, to look to him. You know, I find it very, very, very disconcerting that uh, we seem to be worshiping at the altar of COVID as a people. Christian churches are, in spite of their 
claim to Christianity. You go to their meetings, and, and the COVID is, is um, front and center. And they look to a savior, a savior of our own making, false gods, if you will. And, uh, and it's uh, physicians, scientists, researchers, pharma companies, and politicians. Oh, yes, these are the ones that are to save us. And the true savior is being blunted and deflected and ignored. And I think that's a tragic travesty. In fact, as America was founded, this is a far different country. Um, they looked to Christ. They worshiped Christ. They served Christ. They preached of Christ. They spoke of Christ, and they rejoiced in Christ. And I think we can go back and look at everything that was said during that founding area, era of uh, significance by, by those we would consider principal founders and participants in that great event. And I think we can demonstrate and prove that, I mean, in every way to Sunday, if you will, which is maybe, I guess, an okay thing to say in this instance. So, Sam, I think that Dr. Fauci and his cronies have continued their misinformation, disinformation, and I'm absolutely disgusted with with the uh, play it gets in the media and by the uh, the politicians that are, for some reason, not doing enough research themselves. They got staffs. Those staffs could go research things. Religious leaders, they have staffs. I mean, you know, maybe a religious leader say, well, I'm, I'm uh, so heavily involved in the administration of my church that I don't have time to go review this. I would say to them, fine, get some trusted people. Now, that's the problem, is most of them are using as their trusted confidants the ones that... Uh, that have completely immersed themselves in the in the uh, propaganda stream. But do some independent research. It's easily found. A layman can easily but it, find But it's my assertion, Dr. Bradley, with or without research, you will never go wrong by keeping the commandments of Almighty God. And when he says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength first, and love thy neighbor as thyself second, he didn't say disinvite them if they're not vaccinated. He said, love them and care for, you know what, clothe the naked, feed the hungry. Do the, Okay, he gives us this idea, love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, and so when you see Dr. Fauci's comments to just disinvite everybody and divide, this coming from an administration, right when Biden got in office, he claimed, you know what, we're going to unite. We're going to work together. And so Fauci's saying, hey, divide, divide, divide. I'm saying, please look around you and please make sure that everyone has a place to go for Christmas. Love the Lord thy God. Love thy neighbor as thyself. I submit to you, you don't need a whole lot of research to know which direction you ought to follow. Do you want the divide-conquer plan of Satan? Or do you want the let's unify and love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor plan? I don't think it takes a lot of research, does it? Well, you're absolutely correct. But here's the thing, and I, and I, I think most people that are thinking human beings uh, realize that Christmas is not the only day this is to happen. I mean, sure, it's a, it's a commemoration. And, uh, you know, we could discuss at length the, the fact that, that Christ really wasn't born on the 25th of December. There's a lot of scholarly research that has been done that would place it probably early in the spring. I'll give you my opinion. It's my opinion, and, and I think I've got a whole bunch of evidence that would uh, facilitate someone to come to this conclusion. I believe he was born at Passover time in B.C. 1 and that the shepherds keeping watch over the flock by night 
where the nobleman that had been selected to keep watch over the sacrificial lambs that would be sacrificed, Josephus tells us that there were about a quarter of a million lambs sacrificed at uh, Passover in Jerusalem. But anyway, those men were watching over the Passover sacrifice, and they were invited to see the true Passover sacrifice. Anyway, I'm far afield. But the point of the matter is, I think our devotion to the Savior, our devotion to following his direction in regards to feeding the hungry, the naked, the sick, the afflicted. I mean, <laughs> think about this for a minute. If he had, oh, wait, 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 it's, uh, it's the wrong day of the year for me to heal this leper. If he had deflected the need to lift and bless the lives of others at any time because it was, you know, not the appropriate commemoration day. We, I mean, it's just absurd to even think about that. But I think our re outreach to our fellow man needs to be not just limited to a, a holiday season that the people have somehow bombed on. We need to remember the Savior's admonition all the time. Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. He's celebrating Christmas with his family this year. What a miracle as he conquered COVID. All things are possible with God, aren't they, ladies and gentlemen? Never forget that reality check. I got good news on the other side of the break, too, coming up in seconds. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off with America surrendering to terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm seven years old. I'm sitting here in the corner having a time out until mom comes to talk to me. All I did was cut my sister's hair. I was just trying to help. I guess mom didn't like how I did it. In a minute, she'll be back and ask me if I know what I did was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have cut her hair. And she'll say we all make mistakes because we're just learning about stuff. And she'll give me a hug and we'll end up talking about more stuff. No matter what you talk to your kids about, love is what they'll hear. I really like mom's timeouts, and I think she likes them too. Yeah, I think they help her remember how much she loves me. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org.
some people are sending me messages saying, Sam, just play Christmas tunes. Shut up and get out of the way. <laughs> I get it, ladies and gentlemen, but we got to wish you a Merry Christmas. And I've got to tell you, you know what? Scott Bradley being on your radio today. Scott Bradley home with his family for Christmas. It, it almost brings you to tears, ladies and gentlemen. The miracles of God Almighty are good. Trust in him. Believe in him. Turn to him. Have faith in him. Gain a knowledge, a witness of his resurrection. He lives, and he invites all men to follow him. What a glorious, good news message on Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. Spread the good news, will you? Look around you. Please make sure everyone has a place to go for Christmas to the best of your ability. And I know you can't do it all yourself, but, man, we can all do it together. And Dr. Scott Bradley, thank heavens he's with us. I got great news, though, to share. There's a North Carolina sheriff. He's in what's called Columbus County, North Carolina. His name is Sheriff Jody Green. And here's the deal. The Freedom From Religion Foundation, what a, what a disgraceful group, I'm just saying, is demanding a North Carolina law enforcement officer, a sheriff, remove a Bible quote, and the sheriff refused the request. A North Carolina sheriff said he will not waver after a religious group said remove the Bible quote from the wall inside the government office. The quote, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Philippians 4.13, if you're wondering, right? That's on the wall. And it can be seen in numerous photos shared on the Columbus County Sheriff's Facebook page, right? And um, so this religious group said, take it down. The sheriff's saying, not happening. Now, here's the cool part. He says, before officers execute a search warrant, or perform any service that puts our people in harm's way, they always pray. I was raised in church. I have been in law enforcement for over 30 years. My training taught me to value God, family, and country, Sheriff Green wrote. Companies spend thousands of dollars on motivational messages, and I take my message from the greatest motivational speaker of all time. He says that would be Jesus Christ himself. He says, I'm not afraid of what they may do, but I am afraid of burning in hell if I take it down. He won't do it, ladies and gentlemen. He says, I'm going to stand tall. He says, I'm afraid of burning in hell. I've got to keep the commands of God, and I'm just not going to let these people intimidate me. We're not taking it down. Dr. Bradley? You know, he talks about the Savior being the greatest motivational speaker in all of the history, and I would say there's uh, many, many, many more maximum value things that could be said about him. I mean, the greatest liber uh, leader that's ever lived, you know, and ultimately and finally he provides the means by which we're allowed to be completely cleansed of all of our mortal frailties, let's put it that way. But, you know, his 
his position much more closely reflects the founding era of this nation. I mean, from the very first American state paper where where the uh, Mayflower Compact was signed, it begins with, in the name of God, amen. Our Declaration of Independence has four references to deity. And those references are well understood by those that have studied what the founders studied, whether it's Blackstone or Locke or, um, you know, Montesquieu, and certainly the scriptures. Uh, and and uh, we can very easily demonstrate the links to those things that the, um, the founders' mentors said. All of them tie them back to God. The idea of the uh, George Washington's farewell address, religion and morality being central, George Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation that was delivered at the behest of Congress, the same Congress that their very same day that instructed Washington to put a, a Thanksgiving proclamation out had passed what became the First Amendment, the religious liberties thing. There was not any intent whatsoever for the nation to be a nation without God and religion, as you reflect on this uh, organization that's trying to get rid of religion in the nation. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing. Washington's admonition to his troops through general orders to supplicate God. I mean, there are just dozens and dozens, perhaps hundreds, I haven't counted them all together, of, of references we could give to show that um, this modern era has, has perverted the original view of the American founding fathers. I mean, virtue and morality. Whether you're talking about Abigail Adams and what she talks about, a patriot without religion, how impossible that is. Uh, Sam Adams, the uh, father of the American Revolution, talking about how virtue and morality is the only way we can save the nation. And uh, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Thomas Jefferson is, is improperly referred to as an atheist or a deist. He, in his own Bible, he wrote, he's a Christian. And every night at his retiring, and his family didn't even know this until uh, after his passing, he studied the words of Jesus Christ. He had created a book that had, and this is, these were no country bumpkins, it had the passages from the scriptures that Christ had spoken in the original languages. And he read them in the original languages. He said they were the most pure view of what really was important. I mean, it, it is just astounding to me when um, Thomas Paine wrote a, a piece uh, basically denigrating religion and morality and everything. He showed it first to Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin told him to bury it. He said, don't, don't bring that out. That is not Americanist. I mean, there's just so many things. Ladies and gentlemen, in contrast to Thomas Paine, I want to make a statement, and then I want to have Dr. Bradley finish the hour uh, on this very topic, because this is critical. Bury that negativity. Bury, jettison that. But here's the statement I want to make, and then I want you to respond, Dr. Bradley. America's forebears established a written covenant with God. Well, I, I agree completely. I mean, everything that was said and done tied it back to deity. You look at the, like I said earlier, the uh, Mayflower Compact. 
in the name of God, amen. They were making a covenant between themselves and God. You look at the Declaration of Independence, they, they pledged their lives and fortunes of sacred honor before God, and they appealed to him for the fulfillment of it. There was absolutely, this is probably one of the best documented facts in the beginning of the nation. And of course, when uh, John Quincy Adams, the son of John Adams and Abigail Adams, spoke in uh, July of 1837, he spoke in regards to this, this reflected Christ's ministry, and this was the first nation that had done that. And, and if you look in the fourth chapter of, of Luke, which is a, a reflection of what the Savior read out of the 61st chapter of Isaiah, um, when he first introduced himself back in his hometown of Nazareth, he introduced himself as, uh, as one that was liberating the captive, healing the sick. I mean, everything ties back to this thing of liberty, and that was central to his, his mission. The, this gift of being able to choose. We cannot, we cannot do anything we truly cherish without that gift. It's satanic to destroy it. It is Christ-like to basically stand forth and, and preserve that blessing of agency, the gift to choose. And in this nation today, whether it's mandates or whether it's uh, draconian legislation or, or whether it's police force exercised improperly, it's all satanic in what it's doing. And this, this mess that we're in, because of a facilitated pandemic, a bioweapon that's been released upon humanity, and, and is set to reset everything that um, has to do with our relationship with each other, with our relationship to God, our countries, everything, it's, it's a plan, a scheme. And, and we need to we need to resist it to the nth degree. I don't know, Sam. It is appalling to me what we've fallen for in such a short period of time. Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Baldwin articulates the founding fathers articulated our Savior Jesus Christ articulated, and we reiterate now: it's about agency, your ability, your liberty to choose for yourself. And then it's about love. With your agency, God says, come follow me. And then the admonition, love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor as thyself. It's all about agency and love, Dr. Bradley. Well, he said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, we have been oppressed. We are being oppressed. And the oppression grows every day with the likes of, you know, the, the government leaders and the, the Fauciisms that are happening that are based upon total falsehood. Come unto me, all ye that, are, that labor and are heavy laden. He has a way of lifting our burdens, and we need to have faith in that, hope in that, and rejoice in that. And I think that um, those that are forgetting the Savior in their life, not just today and tomorrow for, the, for this Christmas you know, kind of time of the year. I think we need to bring that to the forefront every day of our lives. And, and we need to, you know, every day, you know, you say, have a good day. My position is anytime you have a day, it can be a good day. And that's a perspective I have from having <laughs> uh, 
crossed the valley of the shadow of death and and uh, been on the very cusp of of not being able to be with my family, I would say rejoice and have a good day. Remember who is central in your life, and I believe it will bring greater happiness to you. I testify Jesus Christ is indeed the Savior of the world. I testify that he was resurrected and he lives. And it is about agency granted by the author of our liberty, Jesus Christ himself. And it is our option with our agency to please follow him. Love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor as thyself. That's our plea as we wish you a Merry Christmas. For Dr. Scott Bradley, Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson, and all the Liberty Roundtable Live team, God bless you and Merry Christmas. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.